What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Tar on the Jets Live. I'm your host, Steven Zance, joined by, co joined by my co-host, Steven Russo. Great to see you, Steven. Season's here. We kick off Monday Night Football in a couple of days. The Chiefs and the Lions kick off in a little bit. How you doing? How you feeling? Jets football. Let's go. I'm ready, man. We're here. Like, we made it. It's always good. Like, the the seasons, as you get older, everything seems to go faster. Summer's, you know, coming to an end. But it's always good to have football to look forward to. So, it's just we have a – I mean, I haven't been this excited for a Jets season since, uh, I don't know, 2010 maybe, 2016. I, I give an argument to 2016 because I really thought I was duped by Fitzpatrick. So I thought him coming back with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. like So I can kind of – kind of line that up but uh yeah man i mean it's good we're we're back nfl is back and uh i'm ready how you feeling i'm feeling great i mean it's like weird because you know i've like you said hadn't been this hyped since probably 2016 which ultimately was a huge flop for the jets but at the same time like i'm just so excited because there's just so much about this team to like and we're not like worrying about you know a young quarterback maybe looking like a legit franchise quarterback we have a franchise quarterback i mean not long term, but he is somebody that's more than capable of carrying the ship. But it's mm -hmm. really crazy to think just like where we are. And I kind of just had this moment to myself the other day where like I'm thinking about where the Jets were in 2020, three years ago this time. It was so dark and so like brutal. And now it's like a complete 180. There's so much hype and expectations. And it's it's just an awesome thing to just, you know, reminisce about because like <laughs> You're like, you're thinking about all the dark times to get to this point. And now finally, you're like, this is a team with real expectations. I mean, look, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not picking them to go to the Super Bowl. I think they just have a chance to do that, which would be awesome. But yeah. Um, it's not the craziest thought in the world to say no. that out loud. And that's what that that's why we're here. That's why the suffering is worth it. And yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right to think back on 2020 and how bad that year really was. And to, to be here now and like even, you know, like the the Chandler Jones stuff, and you're like, man, he's really regretting taking that deal with uh with Vegas and not coming <laughs> to the Jets. It's it's just it's nice to kind of feel that way for a little while, you know. It's nice to finally have that come in our favor. Yeah, I totally agree. So I want to kick it off. Because, you know, there's so much to talk about since, you know, we have a game coming up. What are you most excited about for this game, you know, besides the debut of Aaron Rodgers? Because I feel like that's the obvious thing because we've been talking about this since January because it was like a possibility. And then obviously he announced his intentions on the McAfee show, um, you know, mid-March. But like, what are you most excited about besides Aaron's debut? Yeah, so I'm usually going on the side of offense obviously because we love offense but i'm really and this this only got uh only picked up steam after our conversation last week with dan but it's really <laughs> the defensive line and i am really excited i am bullish on the jets defense but uh specifically the defensive line i really think that they are going to be something special this year so seeing how they come out and attack the quarterback against what i think is kind of a you know middle of the road to subpar um bill's offensive line that's what i'm really excited about seeing i think this defense overall has a chance to be special and i think this defensive line is obviously the strength of that entire uh unit so seeing how they come out seeing the leap that uh, a guy like jermaine johnson takes because i really think that he's primed for the next step um i am uh I, I can't wait to see what they do um how they handle themselves and kind of 
really what the impact on this game is because I think that's, you know, the Jets defense historically has, has played Josh Allen pretty tough. I think, you know, yep. he even said that in an interview where, you know, they give him some fits and, and he, you know, he talked about how, how good sauce is and how good DJ Reed is on the other side. Well, the one thing now is that, you know, they're going to have a healthy Quinn and they're going to have more guys in this rotation that could pin their ears back and get after him. So I'm really, uh, I'm amped up to see how this defensive line performs on Monday night against what I think again is a, uh, you know, a, a middle of the road to subpar uh, build a line. Yeah. I mean, that's a great choice. I'm going to go back to the offensive side of the ball. It's Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's been the star of camp. I mean, you could say Quentin was as well. You could say Sauce. You could say a bunch of the guys on the defense. But Garrett Wilson has a chance, and it's like not hyperbolic to say, to be a top five wide receiver in the NFL. He could be, you know, a Devontae Adams-like guy for, with Aaron Rodgers. It's like he's going to get a lot of targets. I mean, I expect, you know, 10 to 15 targets a week. It, it, I don't think that's crazy at all. I mean, You've seen what Aaron's done with his favorite targets, whether it be Jordy Nelson, whether it be a younger Randall Cobb or Devontae Adams, and he force feeds them the ball because he trusts them. And right now, I would say the only two guys he has real trust in on that offense, well, I would say it's three guys, but Cobb is old, but it's really Lazard and Garrett. I think he'll build some trust with Conklin, but like just thinking about like them being in the red zone and you know, just like the way they're going to operate compared to what we've seen in years past, it's just it's going to be a thing of beauty. Like Garrett has shown just a great, you know, ability to get open, do things after the catch that we haven't seen from a Jets receiver. And I don't know how long, like even like the, the Marshall years and Decker, they didn't have the ability that a guy like uh, Garrett Wilson has just how slippery he is and loose. It's like Marshall was more of like a possession receiver, big body, throw it up and he's going to go get that ball. Decker was kind of a blend of that, but also just was a really, you know, good route runner and always found ways to get open. But Garrett is just so explosive. And just like sometimes when he gets the ball, and I think about that play against the Vikings when he didn't score, but he basically ran by their entire defense. And I was mm -hmm. like stunned he didn't score, but it's because he stepped out of bounds. But Garrett Wilson has to be the guy I'm most excited about for this team headed into Monday Night Football. What are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, G-Dub, like he's – what he did last year with a mess at quarterback is is really something to to truly highlight. I mean, he took home offensive rookie of the year with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White, and Chris Trevler throwing to him. I mean, now he's got a Hall of Fame quarterback that loves him and that only says good things about him and compares him to Devontae. I think, yeah, I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head. I don't think we've had um a receiver with his talent level. Uh, on in a Jets uniform ever. I mean, yeah, you're right. Brandon Marshall had the best Jets. Different though. It's just different, different. much different. I mean, the, but talent level is the same. But it's it's very it's a it's a different type of receiver. But I think yeah, I think Garrett Wilson is ready to take off. If he if he can stay healthy, I think you're going to see everything improve uh, this year. And I think the biggest thing you'll see is is his touchdowns are going to go up. I mean, I think he only had four uh, last year. He had two in two separate games. And it's so sad I, to think about. It, it is. <laughs> And I think you're going to see um, Aaron Rodgers really focus on him in the red zone. And I just think just because you have the Aaron Rodgers factor, Garrett Wilson is primed for a huge year. Yeah, like it's it won't be crazy if he has a game where he has three touchdowns. Like nope. it's he had two twice last year. So why not get three when he has one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, throwing him the ball? So it's yeah. it's just going to be so much fun and just seeing the growth year over year. And it's like from all indications, what you've heard from practice, he's got better. And mm -hmm. just thinking about him getting better from what he was as a rookie is it's crazy. And he's probably not even hitting his ceiling just yet.
Um, we, I know that we like to be as positive as possible because we are Jeff fans. We do have to talk about things in a more pragmatic way. So I'm going to shift focus. What would you say is your biggest concern heading into week one? Well, I, I feel like it's been the offensive line, but is there anything else that's maybe concerning you that maybe isn't talked about as much? Yeah. You know, I would just say, I honestly, like I tried to think a lot about this answer and there's not a lot that concerns me on the field. I would, what I would say is like an overarching, like this, this moment is just a little too big. It's, it's being amped up too much and it kind of gets to the team and maybe the coaches have a tough time reining it in. And, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, everything, the vibes are a little too high and, and there's a letdown, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, you kind of have to take a, set, a step back and reset. I mean, I think a lot of Jets fans are being realistic about the expectation, how tough the first six games are, and it could be a slower start. You know, this is a new system for all the offense, except for Aaron Rodgers. So there may be some growing pains, but I think overall that would be kind of my biggest concern is that the moment just gets a little too big and there's a bit of a letdown, but I really, even that, like I say it as a as a fear of mine, but I really don't believe it. I think I think the Jets. I think this is a positive and favorable matchup for the Jets here, and I think with everything um, that's happened this offseason, the vibes leading into this game, I, I I really I expect the Jets to kind of come out firing, and I, I think this could be a a really good matchup for them. Yeah, they do match up really well on paper when you look at it. I would say you're kind of building off that. It's just maybe the offense being a little bit rusty because. Number one, the offensive line hasn't worked together a whole lot, you know, up until recently. And that was not even in, in the preseason. It was mostly like in like the final days of practice. Um, and I also would say, you know, just chemistry with the receivers, even the running backs. When you think about it, Brees didn't start practicing in the middle of August. I think Cook started practicing last week. So, you know, they may not be 100 percent, you know, what you're looking for. And Brees is coming off the major injury. So I would just say a lot of a little bit of rust on the offensive side of the ball. I would say, and there's been a lot of hype. It's just maybe in the, on the back end with the safeties. I mean, we're ex, we're expecting big things from Tony Adams. You know, he's been talked about like is like this amazing player by the coaching staff. Listen, I'm hoping everything they said about him is true. But at the same time, it's a lot of unknown. I mean, he didn't play that much as a rookie until like later in the season. Mm-hmm. And you're going back with Jordan Whitehead, who I know Will's pointed this out on his show, who's play, basically playing with a sprained ankle the entire season. And that's probably why he wasn't the player that we hoped when they signed him. But yeah, I mean, I would just say that would be something I'm a little bit concerned about, but it's not something that I'm like, you know, you need to hit hit the panic button about. It. It's just something I've thought about because like you said, the defense is stacked when it comes to the corners, defensive line, even the linebackers. But yeah, it's always been linebacker depth for me as well. But again, it's the depth. It's and right now we have you know Quincy and, and Mosley out there, so I feel pretty good about it. But overall, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to pick so much, and I think, like you said, the vibes are really high. So you know, it could be a major letdown if they don't show up the way we hope they do on Monday. But overall, I feel pretty good. There's a I, and I agree with you. I think excellent comment here by Snowball. My biggest concern is for Josh Allen. I hope we don't hurt him too bad. I I love that. That's <laughs> I wish I had that answer, Snowball. Very nice. That's, that's great. Snowball, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to shift towards the game and talk yep. about X factors for both teams. So we'll start with the Bills. What would you say is the biggest X factor for them? Because they're missing Von Miller. You know, their safeties are coming back from injury and they are a little bit older. But what would you say their biggest X factor is? For me, I think it's the tight end position for them. I really there's been a lot um, a lot of talk about that. But I think, you know, coming into this game, I think that was the biggest fear of mine on the Jets defense is how they can cover tight ends. I know I've spoken a lot about how the last six games of last year played out. 
um, how teams kind of dinked and dunked and attacked the middle of the field. And, you know, the Jets kind of gave it up and it was death by a thousand cuts. So when you couple that with uh, guys like Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, who there's a you know pretty high expectation on, that does concern me. Um, so I think for the Bills, that's really the X factor. I do think, you know, you mentioned it, right? Like in this game, Von Miller being out, I think is probably the biggest key. Uh, huge for, for for both sides right like you're taking away a top five pass rusher all time top five pass rusher in the league right now you know um so that's huge but in, in terms of who's playing i'd like to see how the jets handle you just kind of uh, alluded to it with you know the safety so tony adams adrian amos like how do they show up for, on monday night how can they cover the tight ends and will that be enough so that josh allen doesn't have that outlet because you have the confidence in Sauce and DJ on the outside. Diggs is going to get his, but you hope that Sauce and DJ can limit him. You know, Gabe Davis doesn't really scare you. I don't think he really took the leap last year that a lot of the Bills fans were hoping that he would. Um, so really those interior guys, uh, you know, Knox and Kincaid are the ones that I am I would probably say I'm most concerned with. The Bills running game doesn't really, you know, I don't fear it too much. You, you kind of, I'm, I'm, you know, touching on a lot of things here, but I'll, <laughs> I'll stop there. The tight ends for the Bills, I think on their side, they're the X factor. Mine is actually somebody who isn't under the radar, but I think it's just his play wasn't up to par because he was coming off injury last year, and that's Shadavius White. He did not look like the guy that he was, you know, prior to the injury last year. And couldn't cover Garrett you know, Wilson. He he couldn't. So I'm curious to see how he looks with his knee, you know, in a much better place year over year, you know, coming off that injury. Um, I mean, Garrett Wilson makes a lot of defensive backs look, look silly. and He's done it to a lot of teams, so it's not crazy to say if he could still do that to Jadavis White. But I'm curious how he bounces back after a rough outing against him last year. Um, in addition to that, I, like you said, I think their their safeties are also interesting because, you know, Poyer um, is, was hurt last year and Micah Hyde, who apparently was injured, but then he's not injured. So it's like, how do those guys hold up? And, you know, they're in their, you know, early thirties approaching the mid thirties. So you never know what can happen. And the jets may attack that part of the field. They may see it as an opportunity with guys who are not, you know, the guys they used to be that, that defense probably when McDermott first got there, that were like awesome. So I would say probably their secondary, um, but mainly Jordavius white. I think that, I think that's a pretty good um, factor to think about, but at the same time, fair. yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Um, We'll shift it to the Jets. So what would you say is the biggest X factor for the Jets? <clears throat> I mentioned it in the opening. I am bullish on the Jets defensive line. I think Jermaine Johnson for okay. me. I really, I think he is primed for a really big year. I think obviously of, you know, the big uh, early draft picks for the Jets last year, he kind of had the quietest impact yeah. um, of the four of them. And I think he's ready to take a step and he's going to be a force on this defensive line. And I'm excited to see what it what he can do. I remember, you know, watching one Jets drive uh, last season, and them saying like, "We got this guy to stop Josh Allen, to be able to chase him down." And he made that huge play in the Jets' home win against the Bills. I'm anxious to see how he does, but I think he's the X factor for the Jets uh, in this game here. I think obviously that defensive line from an overall standpoint, but him specifically, I think he can get after Josh Allen and kind of wreak some havoc and maybe force him into a turnover or two. Yeah. That's that's a great one. I'm going to say Michael Carter. And people are going to be like, why would you say that? I feel like Brees and, and um, Dalvin are going to get most of the um, of the carries. And the reason I say that is he is the most, you know, in shape of the three. I mean, I, I would say Brees is in pretty good shape, but he hasn't been in, he hasn't been hit in a while. So I think that's something to think about. 
And Cook didn't really practice all summer. He was coming off a shoulder injury, and he wasn't able to play the way he wanted to down the stretch because he was dealing with that injury. So I think Michael Carter potentially in limited situations, maybe as a receiver out of the backfield and some certain like you know quick plays to get him the ball, he, actually, he had that really costly fumble last year that like, none of us will ever forget because it felt like if he didn't do that, Jets were going to win that game, even with Mike White compromised. So I'm interested to see how he bounces back after a really rough outing in Buffalo that really led to Jeff fans like kind of quitting on him, like being like, we can get rid of this guy. We got Zonovan Knight. But the Jets were able to run the ball effectively last year against the Bills. And I don't think that their defense got much you know, stronger in the middle. I know Tremaine Edmonds, their defense looks a lot different when he's not out there and he's no longer on the team. So I really hope that they do have a run-heavy attack, especially with getting these receivers up to speed that don't necessarily have the chemistry with Rodgers. Another guy that I'm interested about who could potentially shift the game is Xavier Gibson, maybe in the return game. I feel like he's a guy that you don't really know what to expect from an undrafted rookie free agent. So I, I think it could be interesting. Maybe he gives them a nice boost in the return game that can give them good field position and maybe could swing the game. So run game. And then I guess as like my uh, runner up with that would be Xavier Gibson. Love it. I All think right. Jerry, I think, I mean, Xavier Gibson, like, yeah, he's an undrafted free agent, but he's got a lot of experience in college returning punts. So, I think the Jets special team is going to be good this year. I think objectively speaking, they were outside of Where Greg's line taking yeah. field goals. They were bad last year, like really bad. And you fixed Braden Mann because you got Thomas Morstead now. And you got a returner that actually has some juice back there. It's not a just, you know, kind of a fair catch guy. So let's let's see what can happen. But I think uh, Gibson's a good uh, a good point out there. Yeah. Snowball actually put in the comments that Rucker could be an X Factor. I think he's an X Factor for the entire season, maybe not yeah. week one, but that's a good Correct. call out, Snowball. We like that. I think he's um, going to solidify himself as tight end too as the season progresses. If honestly, if he hasn't already, like Uzama's yeah. kind of dropped off a bit here, but I think he's like a good leader, good rah rah guy. But yeah, I think it's a good point by Snowball. <laughs> he's him and Solomon Thomas as everyone's yes. saying, the vibes captains of the Correct. team. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, I think this is something interesting that we haven't really talked about in the show, but incorporating fantasy football. Who would you say is your favorite fantasy play of the game? There's a lot of matchups the Jets can exploit, and I feel like the Bills don't necessarily match up from a fantasy perspective other than Josh Allen and Diggs that you would like automatically want to play. Who would you say on the Jets side of the ball is your favorite fantasy play of the game? I mean, I just go with the obvious, and it's Garrett Wilson, right? I mean, I think you're, he's going to see he's going to see the ball. Like Rodgers is going to get is going to get on the rock, and I think after that, it's going to be a mix of who gets the targets on the on the offensive side of the ball, but you kind of flow through it and, you know, Brees Hall is a question mark. Um, not really from a, from a play standpoint, just from a health standpoint, what the Jets are going to yeah. do same with Dalvin cook. But I think Garrett's going to be the consistent and obvious uh, choice here for fantasy play of the week. Like I really don't think that Tredavious white can, can contain him. And I think the Jets are going to, they're going to force him the ball. And I think he's going to get his targets and, you know, probably have like what 10 to 12, um, you know, he comes away with eight or nine catches on Monday night. That's yeah. I think Garrett Wilson's the obvious choice here. Sorry to yeah. steal the obvious one. I mean, I could have gone a different <laughs> route, but it's, it's no, that's, right there. that's, that's good. Um, Lindell's in the comments actually was talking about Conklin. That was the guy I was going to say, I feel like we were all hyped up about Conklin last year. And then he had some moments where he would get you decent fantasy points. Mm -hmm. He actually scored a touchdown in week one of last year. So maybe that's a trend for, uh, you know, this year. But I do think that Rodgers loves tight ends, especially in the red zone. So I could see a scenario where Conklin has a nice fantasy game, and he's basically free in fantasy leagues and in um, daily fantasy. So I would recommend that. And I'm hoping, you know, with better quarterback play, he could be more consistent. 
I know the biggest gripe Jeff fans have had about him is that once he gets the ball, he's so slow with his feet. It looks like he's like in quicksand. And he also is just prone to some drops. But I think he's a really solid player. And everything that you've heard from, you know, the beat during camp is that they had a good rapport. And I hope that maybe he has like that Robert Tanyan like role with, uh, with mm-hmm. the Jets. So we'll see. And I, I really like Conklin on Monday night as a, you know, dark fantasy play, whether it's in, um, you know, full, you know, year long leagues or even in daily fantasy. Um, I want to do two more things before we do our score prediction for the game. First is hard knocks. Last episode really wasn't actually training camp, which a lot of people have been griping about. They're like, what was the point of that? But mm-hmm. what was your favorite moment of the final episode of Hard Knocks? Oh, it was Sala's speech. And when he says, my biggest pet peeve is when co- another winning coach, you know, a coach of a winning team says, you guys, man, you guys play hard. Oh, I I, I rewound it and watched it four times over. <laughs> Hands down, that's my favorite part of the episode. I actually, so we talked about this before. I thought uh, one through four, I thought each one got progressively better than the last. I thought five was probably the worst, uh, yeah. honestly, of them all. Um, but it was still great. Uh, but yes, that moment right there when Salah was like, no, F that, like that, um, I, I loved it. I wish I was in that room for that. Oh my God. It, it was awesome. Yes. It was funny how he brought back the crow stuff from earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, people were making fun of how he called Mount Empress, like the uh, most famous mountain versus the highest mountain, which is like, <laughs> yeah. it's like such a stupid gripe. Like it still is really famous because it is really I tall. Know. I mean, I, yeah. I get it. I was, I was listening to uh, the rigor NFL show and they were making fun of that. I'm like, this is the kind of stuff that you're taking away from it. I really don't I care. I mean, pick I everything just, apart. Uh, yeah. Uh, my favorite moment was just seeing um, both Gibson and Brownlee make the team. I thought mm-hmm. just like those reactions were really awesome, specifically Gibson. I just feel like it was just really raw and natural and wasn't staged where I feel like, you know, some things you see in the show seem a little bit staged because the guys know they're on camera. But like that's like the most important moment in someone's life. And just to see like the rawness and just like see how happy both, you know, Douglas and Sala are to like tell them those news like. It, it just like kind of warms your heart and it was really enjoyable and I, I just love seeing it. But uh favorite favorite moment of the entire season was definitely the Sopranos thing. That was just awesome. <laughs> like you they just they just nailed that perfectly. Like it and then it just segue into all the Rogers with Gerard Ward thing. It's just it was great. What was what was your overall favorite moment of the season? Oh God, that's really tough. Um I would say well, I think it want I want to say it was episode two, the First of all, let me go back. I have a lot. Um, the montage, the Ed Sheeran montage of Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball in episode one, I think was <laughs> was very good. I'd probably go like the Garrett and Sauce battle. I think that was episode two. It may have been one as well, but that yeah. was that was good to see them going back and forth. I loved I loved it all. It's hard to pick one. Um, I thought. I mean, I, again, I, I've said it a million times. I could listen to uh, Robert Sala talk ad nauseum about anything like i don't care so but uh yeah i would say the 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 sopranos was really good um yeah rogers montage that was that was up there too i mean just watching rogers do like just throw highlights is like is the best thing ever i mean like yeah. it's great that now we're gonna get actual real game clips yeah. of him in a jets uniform versus just watching like green bay stuff which mm-hmm. is still awesome but like it's just gonna hit differently when he's doing it in the jet uniform like the first time he gets on the field and he does like 319, like, we're just oh, gonna yeah. be like, this is gonna be crazy. Like, this is I know the only thing is um, gonna be at the game, so I'm not gonna be able to probably hear it because I'm sitting all the way up because the tickets yeah. are absolutely absurd. So, and uh, <laughs> I would also, oh, Carcucci board, how could I forget? Oh, that? yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. 
That was fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to end this show, and it's a little bit of a shorter show than usual because we do have football coming up, and we want yep. everyone to enjoy. Um, even if you are listening to this tomorrow, we appreciate that. Um, so first, doing Jets Bills Week One score prediction. How does this game shape out on Monday night? So I I really feel good about this matchup. Um, I think it's a positive. It's a favorable one for the Jets. I think coming in healthy is huge. Um, I think clearly like, you know, the bills, they struggled with the jets last year on both sides of the ball and the jets almost pulled one off in Buffalo in terrible weather with Mike white and his broken ribs with Joe Flacco coming in for multiple drives and turning the ball over instantly with CJ Mosley jumping off sides and Michael Carter fumbling it away. I don't think any, either team's going to win in a landslide, but what last season it was jets 2017 and the bills won 20 to 12. So I do think it's low scoring. I think the Jets pull one out, though. I, I really do. I think that their defense has enough to keep Josh Allen in check, um, and I think they get just enough done on offense, but I do think it's a lower-scoring battle. I'm going to say 21-16 Jets. That's okay. how it shapes out. Um, and I think that they – it's you know kind of a defensive battle early on, opens up a little more in the second half. Um, Jets are up 21-16. Bills get a last-chance drive at it, and the Jets' defense shuts them down. Okay. I like that. Um, I always feel like we don't want to go the same picks, but I'm confident, man. And I, it's it's hard not to be. Uh, (laughs) I feel like there were times when we both would pick against them as like a reverse jinx, but I I feel great about this game. I I think the Jets match up really well, specifically against Josh Allen with their defense. I think the score is going to be 24, 21 Jets. I know the over under is 45 and a half. So it's just going slightly under. I actually think the Jets finally get a defensive touchdown. I feel like we don't get them enough. And I feel like they're just they're chopping at the bit. I think Josh Allen will make a mistake because that offensive line is going to put him under duress all day. Um, I, I just think that they're going to get maybe either a pick six or a fumble recovery that they're just going to take to the house. And it's going to be awesome. So I the say 24-21 Jets. I leave that Love stadium. It. Getting home at probably like 1 a.m. Absolutely <laughs> excited and Took off work the next day, which is going to be great to make it easy. But uh, yeah, um, we did actually get a question from Robert Lindsay in the chat before we do our bold prediction for the season. He said, so fellas, question for you. What's one matchup that concerns you most for this game? And what's a matchup that you feel best about this game? We did talk about this earlier, but because you are tuning in later, um, we, we one of the things that Russo said, um, he said the concern is just tight ends in the middle. So like Kincaid and also Dawson Knox will have the jet safeties and linebackers and the matchup that we feel great about is you know just our defensive line against their offensive line and i think um for the jets just general like question marks is offensive line but i feel like that's not you know breaking any news here but yeah mm-hmm. i would say advantage you know our defense a lot over their offensive line and then uh, you know just their tight ends over the middle against our defense all right Russo. final thing before we just do our you know closing announcements bold prediction for this season what do you got for me Ooh, I think you touched on it with your prediction for this game, but I think the Jets have multiple defensive touchdowns this season, and they learn finally learn how to fall on a fumble. But I'll say more than four defensive touchdowns, or I, I should say four or more defensive TDs this season. I just think the way that this team is structured, I think the offense that they're going to have, there's going to be a lot of teams that are playing behind 
and trying to make things happen. And when you try to make things happen and push the ball down the field, that's when mistakes happen. And I think we haven't seen the Jets uh, fall on a fumble in ages or have a defense that really scores uh, in a while. But I think that turns this year, and I think you're going to see the Jets D score quite a few touchdowns. Yeah, that's awesome. So not as bold as what I'm about to go with, but I think Garrett Wilson – Providing he's healthy, that's a huge caveat here because if he does, if something, if he gets hurt and misses a couple games or whatever, it's this isn't attainable. I think he's going to get 1,500 yards. He's going to catch over 100 passes, and I think he's going to score 12 touchdowns. Like he's going to have an insane season. Think about this: he had 1,100 yards with the worst quarterback quarterback play in the league last year, and there were games when like he was leaving meat on the bone because they couldn't hit him. So think about what he could have done. It's all. It's I know it's 400 more yards than what he had, but like. Rodgers could throw for, what, 4,500, 5,000 yards, which would be, like, unheard of for Jet quarterbacks. But it's not out of the normal possibility. I think he's just going to be an absolute stud. He's going to be a first-round pick in fantasy next year. He was already a second-round pick this year. I think he's going to really assert himself as one of the, you know, premierly premier wide receivers in the, in the league. So Does I mean, he have the greatest Jets receiving season ever and usurp Brandon Marshall? With that title, I mean, Brandon had, what, 115 catches, 1,500 yards, and I want to say 14 touchdowns. Does he get to that level? And that was with Fitz. I mean, Fitz had an out-of-his-mind out of year that year, yeah. but Aaron Rodgers is head and shoulders and stomach and waist and legs above. <laughs> so I don't know if he gets Patrick, to the touchdown so. number, but I think he'll definitely get to the yards, and I think he'll get to 100 catches. But it might be close, but I, I think he 17 games. Well, that's true. I didn't think that's about another it thing. Seventeen right. games. Too. You know what? He's gonna have a better year than Brandon. Make it bolder. I, there you How go. How about that? See? I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> I love it, Zance. <laughs> you 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 tested me. That's <laughs> fine. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just excited because G Dub is the boy. Um, we're gonna wrap just with some you know housekeeping items. Make sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, um, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you haven't heard, tomorrow, or if you're listening to this on Friday, today at 3 p.m., we will be actually giving away a throwback jersey of the winner's choice. So how do you do that? You have to follow both of us on Twitter, at SZance, which is actually in the ticker if you're watching on the video, at StevenRusso9 on Twitter. Make sure that you also subscribe to the show both on YouTube, so it's www.youtube.com slash atbadlandscoj, and also subscribe to the show. And bonus entries if you are a Badlands Patreon subscriber. If you aren't, you should be anyway. But the season preview guide came out today. I did put my record prediction, which I did. I believe I mentioned on the show last week, 11-6 for the Jets. I didn't say division or wild card, but I have them as a wild card. I, I do still think Buffalo will win the division. It doesn't mean that the Jets you know, won't you know, advance to the playoffs, but I do think they're a wild card team. So if you want the chance of that free jersey, there's still time to enter, provided that you enter before 2.59 p.m. on Friday afternoon. Um, and we appreciate all the support, and we look forward to talking to you guys, hopefully, after the first Jets win.